Hi and welcome back to a new episode of Fin Voices. Our guest today is Jack Eglund Madsen. He is the CEO of Diagonal BU and Diagonal BU is listed on Nasdaq. So today we're going to be talking about the milestones that Diagonal BU have reached lately. We're going to be talking about the technology that they're preventing and the exceptional results that they received from the lately external validation and Also, we're going to be talking about the future plans for the company and much more. So stay tuned. Welcome, Jack. Thank you very much. Nice to have you here. A pleasure to be here. Can you please tell us about yourself just shortly? Uh, yes. First of all, my name is uh, Jack Eglund-Metzen. I'm the CEO of Diagonal Bio. I have a dual background. Uh, so I have a PhD in biotechnology and was working as an associate professor at Copenhagen University within Gene Discovery. Uh, but I also have business administration from Copenhagen Business School and mm. have been working in different uh, commercial and managerial roles uh, in pharma, CIO, biotech before joining uh, Diagonal Bio as the CEO. Yeah. And when did you join uh, Diagonal Bio? It must be close to two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us shortly about Diagonal Bio? What are you doing? Diagonal Bio was founded as a you can say groundbreaking uh, medtech company uh, back in Q1, Q2, 2020, uh, with the vision to limit the spread of infectious disease worldwide by creating a, you can say a novel diagnostic platform. Um, and uh, we have actually come quite a long way uh, since then. Um, we can say in 2020 the company brought in around 10 million from private investors. Uh, then we listed at Nasdaq First North in uh, 2021. I bought an additional uh, around 40 million. Okay. Um, and um, you can say then we, we just did a, a share issue in, in December last year, uh, where we raised uh, 17.4 million. Mm. Uh, in that, in connection with that, we actually also announced a new, you can say, a slightly changed strategy. Mm. Uh, instead of only focusing on the in vitro diagnostic market. We have also cho- chosen to use our patented technology to go into the less regulated market segments. Um, because we, the technology is a platform technology, essentially what we can do is that we can do ident- identification of genetic markers, uh, and we can do that very, very fast and very uh, efficiently. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can be used either for in vitro diagnostics, as uh, we have already uh, talked about several times, uh, for infectious disease testing, for example, And there we have done several studies where you can say within seven uh, to ten uh, minutes we have been able to detect co- positive COVID samples. But the technology can also be used in the less regulated markets. That could be for detection of uh, uh, dangerous bacteria in food, uh, identification of diseases in animals, uh, water quality, and so forth. Um, Interesting. So, so that's why now we actually have uh, announced that we have two different products line. One will be Lampify that we will focus on this year. That will be for the less regulated markets. And then we have uh, Panvial, which is intended for the in vitro diagnostic market. Interesting. Um, and which one have you been focusing mostly on since before? It was Panviral in the beginning. You can say, again, the technology in both these systems are identical. So we have been focusing on getting the technology ready uh, in that sense. Uh, in the initial phase, we called it Panviral, uh, but we realized that we can uh, might as well also use the technology in the less regulated market mm. uh, because there's a, there's an uh, you can say an opportunity uh, 
Both these markets are worth billions of US dollars. Uh, but for the less regulated markets, it's an easier uh, way to uh, to the market, uh, basically, which means we can capitalize earlier. Yeah, it's an easier access to it. Uh, how do you think you can take the market for Lamplify, the one that's for the less regulated market? We have seen a lot of instances in different uh, segments, um, whether it's for biosafety, um, could be for border control. We have also had the companies uh, who are doing, uh, you could say, uh, vegetables, where they would like to test for different uh, bacteria. Uh, we also talk to vets for antimicrobial resistance, for example. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of opportunity in this uh, less regulated markets. Uh, and this is definitely something we are, we are now looking more into because we are planning uh, as part of our strategy to get a C marking on Lamplify this year. And of course, also to break the first uh, first revenue. Have you received any sort of picture of how which technology, or is the similar technology, but whether Lamplify or Panviral will will expand larger? Like, which one will be most demanded? Do you think? I, I think. I mean, if you compare to the gold standards today in both these markets, it will be who say that the main competitor is the PCR-based systems. Mm. Uh, the limitation of these systems is, of course, that you need uh, complicated logistics. So you you take the sample one place, then you need to ship that to a centralized laboratory. Uh, that laboratory would have expensive uh, robotics to purify the sample first, and then it would be run on the RT-PCR machine, which typically take that alone will take a couple of hours, mm. which means that the whole process, uh, as most people have tried with COVID, even in the best case, it might, might take eight hours, but in, in most cases, this is something where we are talking days, and for, for certain uh, diseases or certain uh, diagnostics, it could take uh, even uh, weeks. Wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so that's... Uh, that's very long. <laughs> um, but you, we spoke a bit about this before earlier, um, that you've been a bit compared to Toronto's uh, since before. But now you've received some external validations. So how is Diagonal um, differed from Toronto's today? We, uh, we now have, and I'm very happy that you bring this up, we now have external validation by an accredited laboratory. And uh, uh, let me first say that we're extremely proud of the, the result that came out. What we basically did is that we took our the instrument and, and placed it at the center of diagnostics at the, the, the Danish Technical University. Mm. Uh, they used to test up to 12,000 COVID samples per day uh, for the Danish government during the COVID pandemic. So these guys know exactly what they're doing. Mm. Uh, they did a comparison. Uh, and uh, what came out in, in, in the best case here is that we have an regression analysis, which is 0.9767. And I know you probably don't know what that means. Mm. But uh, a regression that uh, equals to one is 100% identical to the RT-PCR-based technology, which means that our technology is basically having the same, uh, you, you get the same quality of data out as you do with the RT-PCR technology. Yeah. Uh, main difference is here that even just having, you can say, the internal test that you're using at, uh, at the center of diagnostics, after they have received the samples that was taken from the patient, so this is not including the transport any, any of this uh, stuff, then the average time for, the, for running it on the RTPCR machine uh, with the purification is three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. The best time we got with our instrument was 8.5 minutes. Wow. Uh, just in comparison. Yeah, that's and, very fast. And again, we do not need the shipment and we can do the sampling straight uh, next to the to the uh, instrument. Yeah. And I'm extremely proud of the quote we got from the head of the center, which the stated, uh, not translated from Swedish, of course, uh, but the... She said that our instrument is easy to use, 
and give the same quality of data as they get with the RT-PCR machine. And uh, that you see is great potential in different market segments when we get a commercial version ready of the instrument. Yeah, so it was it was a very great result. Ex- extremely uh, great result. And uh, you can say that now we, we can definitely not be compared to Tyrannos anymore because the whole downfall of Tyrannos was that they, they were just, uh, it was a fairy tale. There was actually no instrument there. Yeah. And now we actually have external validation, which means somebody else actually did all the testing. Uh, so that's of course now we, we we can really say we are not a fairy tale anymore. Now it's a real real story. Yeah, or, or a, a, the real deal. You have a receipt on it now. Yeah, but that's also interesting because uh, when we're speaking here, you uh, compare a lot to okay PCR or for COVID tests, uh, and I think many investors out there are still connecting diagonal with COVID tests. But you are doing so much more. Uh, would you like to clarify that a little bit? That's uh, that's correct. We were founded during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and of course, it was very easy for us to use that uh, because then everybody knew what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what a quick set is uh, and know the limitations here in, in terms of uh, accuracy, which is below 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows that they, you can say the gold standard of diagnostic, that would be the PCR-based technology when you talk about COVID. But this also goes for other other technology, uh, other di- diagnosis. So basically, what our technology can do is we can do quick identification of genetic markers in any type of genetic material. So the, the machine doesn't care whether it's coming from, from humans, a plant, a virus, a bacteria, whatever it is. It only looks at the genetic material. And this can both be RNA-based or DNA-based. Mm. We can then use that. We can find genetic markers in specific infectious diseases, which was what we actually did in the, in the first phase. Uh, so, for example, we have to find the first panel for respiratory diseases, um, but it can also be used in some of these other less regulated market segments. Uh, as I said before, it could be that we are looking for specific uh, bacteria in, in food. Uh, mm. It could be salmonella in eggs, for example, okay. where we can do a quick screening. We can also look for genetic markers for uh, antimicrobial resistance in, uh, in feed or food production. Um, we can look for, for pests in crops. There's huge wastes every year because you don't have... Uh, uh, you can say it's it's too late when you find out that your crops have been uh, uh, infected by pathogens. Mm-hmm. And here we can do a quick uh, identification as well. Okay. Uh, and again, it could also be water quality. If there's bacteria in the water, we have a specific uh, marker for that. We can also detect it. Interesting. Um, and you also published newly the strategy update. Uh, can you tell us shortly about it? So this January update was to, uh, to inform the market that we will also go into this less regulated market segments with the, the product line that we call Panviral, uh, sorry, uh, Lamplify, yep. but it uses exactly the same technology as uh, in, in, uh, in Panviral, which is intended for the in vitro diagnostics uh, segment. The difference for these two uh, instruments will of course be that for Panviral, we need to go to the regulatory pathway, EU IVDR or uh, US FDA, mm-hmm. to get the approval to use the, the system as a diagnostic system. Uh, for Lamplify, we will uh, see market according to the low voltage directive, which means we can use it, you can say, for general laboratory equipment in some of these less regulated market segments. Mm, interesting. And then you also um, mentioned in the strategy update that you're going to be using the Razor Blade model uh, for reaching out to the market. Uh, can you tell us more about that, how you're planning to go out and reach the market? The, the whole idea, and this is, I think, in general for, for, for the competitors also in this area, is that the, the, the revenue or the, the profit is not going to be made on the machine itself or the instrument, 
but for the consumables that you use with the machine. Mm. And uh, for, for our case, uh, we have two different types of consumables. We have a cartridge, uh, which is a single-use cartridge with eight uh, vials, which means we can scan for eight uh, uh, genetic markers at a time, whether mm. that is uh, eight, uh, you can say, infectious diseases or eight different types of bacteria or eight uh, different types of genetic traits or whatever it is that you're looking for. But at least we can we can scan for it at the same time within in, uh, these uh, 10 to 15 minutes. But that's a single-time use cartridge. And then we have reaction mixes, which are specific for each of these genetic markers. Mm. Uh, and those two would be the main driver of the revenue. Interesting. If we go a bit further here, we spoke about this also a bit shortly here in the introduction that you have raised in uh, December last year and how are you planning to use the issue right now we are we are focusing very hard on uh, on uh, getting the first uh, say device uh, to market so that would be lamplify and we actually listed three you can say main milestones for this year uh, the first one was to get external validation of the system and you can say with the with the validation we now have from from uh, center of diagnostics we have come a, far, a, a long way already. Mm. Uh, next step is to get the C marking on the instrument, uh, which will enable us to sell it as a commercial system for less regulated market segments. Uh, and then, of course, you can say that the biggest milestone for the company is, of course, breaking the first revenue, which would be extremely exciting. Interesting. And what is how far have you been coming for the CEO, uh, C marketing? Uh, we have done some of the safety testing that's required, uh, but but we are not there yet. Uh, but we are working hard on getting this uh, done. And and as also mentioned in the, in the milestone, this is something that we expect uh, this year. Yeah. How long have you been in progress for that? How long does it usually take? Uh, we started. Uh, I mean, this, this is an ongoing process, of course. But but mm. part of the safety testing uh, is something that we we started already in, in the beginning of the year. And if we speak a bit of the milestones that you've reached till today, uh, now we spoke a bit about the external validation that you uh, got, but before that, how has the uh, travel been going for Diagonal? I, I think we have done, uh, I mean, amazingly so far, we reached uh, basically all our milestones. Some of the most important ones you can say would be that we have, uh, the patent was granted by the European Patent Authorities uh, in June last year. And that's, you can say, the ent- entire uh, foundation for our commercialization. Um, we're, of course, pushing this out now, so we ha- will get global coverage in all the main markets. Um, we also showed that technology could work on multiple um, genetic markers in parallel. So we did a study where we had both the COVID, RS virus, and influenza uh, A and B. And, and in all four cases, uh, we uh, detected them uh, with our instrument uh, in around uh, 50, uh, sorry, 10 minutes. Uh, mm. was. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and again, the system doesn't really care what it is that we're looking for. So if you can do it with one, we can do it with, with basically anything. Yeah. Um. Um, and for the external validation that came out here newly, how do you think that the market responded to it? Because it was great news. Um, I would say that that was the biggest uh, news that we had so far in, in Diagonal Bio. So we were ex- extremely thrilled, all of us in, inside mm-hmm. the company. Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure that we have relayed that uh, strongly enough to the market uh, because this is really, you could say, a major achievement. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, it, it's not a fair sale anymore. 
somebody else who really knows what they're doing uh, have uh, validate the system for us. Uh, so, so this is a really big thing. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing, and the news was so great, and I think it might have been not appreciated as I we wish to. <laughs> I mean, what I saw. Um, so that's just uh, an interesting point to bring up. Um, and if you think about the milestones here in the future, we spoke about them here as well. But what do you have in the long term uh, in your pipeline? Of course, the, you can say this year is to to commercialize the Lamplify system, uh, which would be a huge uh, milestone for us to break the first revenue. Mm. Um, of course, this is always a process, but but we will, uh, of course, do our best. Then we will also, now that we actually have external validation and we actually have some real machines now, uh, to start these partnerships uh, um, discussions, it could be either be outside some of our initial initial uh, you could say scope, mm-hmm. uh, whether this could be used for for cancer diagnostics or some other uh, means, uh, there is something we need to to look into. But that would of course be uh, very interesting. It could also be that we look into specific markets where we could uh, outlicense that technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, to bring in, you can say, uh, capital, so we can we can co-finance this uh, this route for the in vitro diagnostic system per vial, which we of course continue to work on as well. Yeah, you got some capital here now, uh, newly. But how do you think? How long do you think that the capital will be enough for you? Uh, I would I would hate to be very specific here, <laughs> but it, it's always a Don't delicate. Be. And we always, uh, you can say, we're also looking for other means. So we are we are of course uh, looking for soft money as well uh, mm. via grants. Um, of course, when we are now trying to commercialize Lamplify, uh, that could also bring in, uh, you can say, additional funds. And of course, if we can make some kind of a agreement, outlicensing deal in, in segments that we are not focusing on, that could also help us on the way. Yeah. Uh, so, so all of that is, you can say, you, if you mix that together, it, it can be a little bit difficult to say what is actually needed. Of course. And how you're speaking about, yeah, of course, you want to reach uh, some revenue, but when do you think in time uh, that you will... Diagonal will be able to reach some revenue. We we actually said it in the in the in the milestones that we set for this year, and we we expect that we will be able to get the first revenue this year. We are not saying that we will make the first many millions, but but with a commercial system, we should be able to uh, you could say uh, break that milestone and and start to get some revenue. Um, normally, these sales processes is that this is a hockey stick uh, uh, curve. If you look at that where the mm. stick is normally a bit longer than you would like it to be, of if you course. understand that uh, <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> yes, of course. But that's uh, what we can hope for always. Uh, yeah. And it's also because the next question I was about to ask you is where you expect yourself or diagonal be you in within five years. And that's also something you can almost also hope for, but you never know what happens. Uh, but if we speak about that, where do you think diagonal be you will be within five years? I, I think if you can continue to show these very good results with external partners that can, uh, you can say, accredited laboratory who gets the same type of data that we have generated with the center of diagnostics, the potential is huge. Um, the technology is a platform technology. It can be used in many different market segments, whether it's for diagnostic or the less regulated, less regulated market segments. Uh, so in that sense, you can say that the opportunities here are, are really, really uh, big. Uh, we did do a, you can say a market analysis uh, with uh, Dr. Astrid uh, Friberg, mm-hmm. and uh, no matter where we're looking, whether it's uh, water quality for uh, uh, diseases in animals or uh, agriculture or the initial diagnostic segment, 
Uh, we are talk- talking billion dollar uh, industries. Of course, mm-hmm. there are many other players uh, in the in this game. Um, but but the ambition is definitely to to come out and do this. Uh, so we we will be a, a great company. Build it up in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, we would have some of the you could say partnerships with some of the bigger players that obviously have distribution channels uh, and so forth. So we so we can come out strong uh, and also uh, so you can say speed is also essential here. Yeah, and that leads me to to the next point here. What what kind of collaborations you have today and what you're planning to have in the future? Right now, we have uh, we are working at uh, this. Is also c- been communicated with the OIM as the our manufacturing partner, um, and they are doing a great job, and they can help us both with the you can say both uh, product lines, Lamplify and Panviral. Um, we are also uh, doing the manufacturing of the of the cartridge um, that needs to be done, so we can also use it for the initial diagnostics, uh, and then we need to have fillings in in place to to sell these uh, different reaction mixes. Um, so okay. we are working very hard on all of these uh, three, uh, but then of course we will also like to do partnerships with uh, distributors uh, and also some of these uh, big players in the market where they could add, you can say, either Lamplify or Panvial or both in their product portfolio and expand that uh, and and then you can say help to, to boost the sales. Mm. And, and how are you reaching out to the partners uh, and collaborations that you're trying to, to reach out to? How, how do you do it? the process we uh, via our network we have have a strong network of uh, of uh, people who uh, leaders who already have contacts into some of these companies we are of course also meeting them when we go out uh, so for example tomorrow i will be attending the, the lab and diagnostic for the future and uh, when this podcast will be published you've already visited it so <laughs> okay. we could be reading more about it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but but this is how we, we normally do it. so so via our network our key opinion leaders that we are in contact with and then also direct contacts um, yeah and and again you could say for a lot of, of these uh, contacts now that we have something solid after getting the data from the center of diagnostics these uh, discussions are, are much more fruitful you are out there speaking to investors and I see that you're yeah you're you're in different investor presentations uh, can you tell us more about what the investors are saying like what is the response you're receiving from them normally they when they look at the presentation and the data they of course get very impressed mm-hmm. with you can say with the time the ease of use and also that uh, that we can uh, you can say cost wise we can both be in the in the higher pricing market but also compete with the big quick sets for example but really understanding the technology can, can of course always be difficult to assess. Um, and, and I think this uh, this external validation now with, with Center of Diagnostics should, should really also help the investors to see that this is something, now somebody who really knows what they are dealing with mm. also endorsed our system. Uh, so any doubt that might have been in, in that uh, direction should have been uh, cleared now, I think. Mm. And we also nearly summarized the quarter report from uh, Diagonal. What is your input regarding the report? I think on the, on the financial side, I think we have followed, you can say, everything according to expectations. Uh, there's no surprises uh, mm-hmm. in, in, the, in that report. Um, so I, I think I'll leave it at that. Great, then we can leave it here. Uh, thank you, Jack, for today.